Well, good morning and welcome to week one of Habits. We are so glad you guys are here today. You made it to church first Sunday of the year. Give yourself a round of applause. You're killing it. You're crushing it. You can call your mama and your daddy and let them know you're at church on Sunday. And we are glad you guys are here today. Welcome back. If it's your first time, we want you to know we are glad that you are at Hope Church. We want to connect with you. We want to, we want to roll with you. We want to do life with you. We want to get to know you a little bit better if we can. And, and so we want to invite you to be in a part of the journey with us. We're all here together on this planet Earth trying to follow Jesus, trying to make, um, trying to make much of him. And we're just glad you guys are here today. God's going to do something incredible in your life today. Um, Albert and Brittany are here today with their baby that's less than a week old. Is the baby a week old yet? A little around a week, a week old. Can we give them a round of applause? I, hey, these guys, they're like, we're not going to miss out today. We're going to get all that God has for us today. And, uh, and we're just glad you guys are here today. And you're like, if you had a baby here and I didn't recognize you, I'm sorry. But we're glad you're here too, you know. Like, I'm so proud of you guys for being here today. I really feel like, I told our team this morning, I feel like the expectation's high today. There's people that are coming here today, they're asking God to meet with them, to do something special in their life. And if your expectation's high, God can meet you at the highest level of your expectation. If you came here today with a low expectation, then God can supersede your expectation as well. Um, we're on a journey starting today on a 21-day uh, prayer and fasting journey. Some of you guys are fasting. Some of you guys will just be praying with us. If you have a book like this in your seat, it looks like this. This is a guide for you. You can walk through this. It'll tell you kind of what you need to know about the whole entire journey. And we want to invite you to be a part of all that we have going for us. So we're on day one starting today. So if you woke up this morning like, I didn't know anything about the fast, you can start right now. If you already had, if you already had your cup of coffee today, lucky you. Um, but if you haven't, then you're going to be good. I've got people texting me, hey, God's, gonna, God's already asked me to give up this for 21 days. And God's asked me to give up this for 21 days. And God's going to do something special. And we'll talk about a fast in just a moment, what all that means. But there's a guide for you right here. You can go to um, our website, which is hopewintergarden.com. And there's a whole um, list of things and some direction you can have. There's a Spotify playlist on our 21 days um, tab also. And we want to invite you to be a part of us. Um, we're going to be online tomorrow morning at 6.30 a.m. And if you go to Facebook, um, if you go on Facebook and go to Hope, um, go to Hope Winter Garden and Facebook.com slash Hope Winter Garden. We'll be live at 6.30 a.m. tomorrow morning. And myself and our, and our team will be on there. And we want to invite you to be a part of that with us. So wake up at 6.30 and pray with us and, and read with us. You can learn all about that in this book here. Go to the website. It's also on, on the website. Um, one of the things that I don't want you to miss on also is that we have a 21 days uh, prayer, uh, prayer guide that you have. But we're also reading some scripture together online also. There's an online platform for some of you guys are going to walk out of here today. And you're like, yo, I don't do paper. Um, you know, I'm that green. I don't even do any kind of paper. You can save that for the people with the paper. Um, we're on a guide. If you just would, um, if you go to our website or, or e you can email 21 days at Hope Winter Garden, 21 days at hopewintergarden.com or you can message one, anyone from our team that you know here. If you're joining for this for the very first time, you can email info at hopewintergarden.com and we can send you the link to that also because we want to make sure that you're reading the scriptures with us already um, today. Um, the scripture today was 1 Thessalonians chapter 5, verse 17. The Bible says this, pray without ceasing. Yo, never stop praying. The Bible also says this, that God hears the prayers of the righteous. God hears the, God hears the prayers of the people who are doing the right thing. And the Bible says that he can't hear the people who are doing the wrong thing. He, he, that's not, he can't do that. And here's another way he can't hear you. He can't hear you if you're not asking him. So if you're not asking God for something, he can't hear what you're not asking for. So go ahead and ask him what you're needing. And the Bible says that he can meet us, he can meet us there. Also on your, uh, on your paper, on your, on your seat there also, you got a soap journal. And some of you guys are like, yo, 
Christian soap, awesome. The church, they'll, they'll steal anything from the world, you know. And this says soap. Soap stands for scripture, observation, application, and prayer. And we want you to read the Bible. Here's what we believe. If you, the Bible gets in you, if you get in the Bible, the Bible will get in you. And you'll change and you'll look new and your life will change. The Bible says that I, he, God can come and he can change the things in your life. He can make you a new creature. The way that he does that's through the Bible. So if you have this soap journey, like scripture, observation, application, prayer, what does that mean? We went ahead and put the instructions on how to do it on the inside manual. And so we want you to have that. It'll tell you exactly what to do. Grab a Bible, grab a pen, grab a journal, and start, start reading the Bible. We're already telling you what you can read in this. There's there, Day one, there's scripture you can read. If you want to join us on, online also, 21 days, um, and our, our scripture reading online, the Bible reading app, you can join that also. There's something for everybody. We don't want you to miss. And then all these papers, on these sheets are here. You don't have to fill this up on day one, okay? I don't want you to think you're going to get one of these next week. <laughs> All right. Some of you guys are overachievers, like, yo, i got to fill this whole book out by next week. Some of you guys will try to fill out by the end of the day. Don't do that. This is day one. You can write the date on there, and you're right in there. I am grateful for. I am praying for. And write the scripture that you're reading down, and the observation, the application. Then pray and ask God to do something in your life, okay? So that's basically, that's basically got you caught up on these two things. When you get online, and as the days go on, you'll hear more and more about these things here. But we don't want you to miss out on what God wants to do in your life. He wants to do something in your life this year. In an incredible way, um, some of us in here today on the journey, we are we're doing a, we're fasting, and uh, there's a fast in the Bible called the Daniel's fast, and what that means is the the Daniel um, was 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 taken captive, and this king Nebuchadnezzar said, "Hey, you guys are going to change your diet. I call it the LeBron James diet. You're going to have the best meat in the world and the best wine in the world." And Daniel said, "Hey, I can't do that. I I just I believe it. I I live by a different set of standards. I live by the Word of God." And so Daniel said, "I'm going to eat fruits and vegetables and water." Fruits, vegetables, and water only for 21 days. Some of us are doing that. So that, what that means is that, that sounds like really positive. What that means is you can't have any carbs. You can't have any sugar. You can't have any, um, you can't have any caffeine. Some of us are on that journey. And so I'm on that journey today, and I won't talk about that a lot, but some of you guys are on that journey, and we're praying for you. Because this morning, some of you guys, you haven't had coffee yet. You're not going to have it tomorrow, the next day, and the next day, the next day. And some of you guys don't even know how to survive without coffee. So this is like, this could be dangerous for the city of Winter Garden. <clears throat> Some of you guys are driving, like there's driving under the influence. Some of you guys need to be driving under the influence of coffee, but you're not. So I'm, I'm afraid. The good news, I'm waiting for most of you guys to get home. By the time the 1030 people get here, they're all heathens anyways. Most of them, they, they're drinking more than coffee this morning. So they're going to, by the time they, y'all, by the time everybody gets home, then I will get in my car and I, and I will drive home. But we're glad you guys are here today. So I woke up today and I was like, I'm going to, I'm, I'm on the Daniel fast. So I woke up today knowing I wasn't going to have any coffee. I pulled into Dunkin' Donuts with my, with my, with my eight-year-old sidekick and I said, hey, bro. I look at him. I said, what are you fasting? He goes, I'm just drinking water for the next 21 days. So defeated. I said, so you don't want a hot chocolate? Because I don't want to. Here's the thing about our church and here's the thing about, about following Jesus. Like, it's not religious. Religion is giving you a bunch of rules and making everybody follow them at the same exact time. We don't do that. I was talking to some of my friends of mine that grew up Catholic and like, man, the Catholic church, we did this, we did this, we did this. And they were sharing uh, stories of the, they're growing up. And we don't do that. So if you want to join the journey, you can. If you don't want to join the journey, you can. Also, I want to encourage you too, if, you're, if your friends, if, if your friends with my sister-in-law, Giselle, follow her on Instagram. She did a great story last night. It'll get you all things 21 days, um, all things Daniel Fast. She did a really, really good story on that on Instagram. You can learn a lot. So I, woke, I said, are you, you, are you going to have hot chocolate? He goes, no, I'm on the, I'm on the fast. And so I pulled up to Dunkin' Donuts, and I was like, hey, I need to get, I got my coupon for buy six donuts, get six donuts free. And they said, oh, hey, Wes, how are you? And I said, how are you? <laughs> I was, they could, my voice, like, I try to disguise my voice, because I didn't want them to say what they want next. Can I get you a medium one-on-one and a hot chocolate? I was like, don't say that. And she's like, are you going to have your coffees today? And I was like, I'm sorry. 
I'm on a damn fast. You know, my, I'm so sad. Like, I, I'm like fighting back the tears, and I pull up there, and Trip's sad, I'm sad. And, and so we get here today, and things got going really, really good, and we got just the donuts because my little ones, they're not on the fast. And uh, Trip did tell me I'm, I'm back there, and we have, a, um, for all of our volunteers, we have a room that they, get, they catch a break between services. Some of them serve 9 a.m. and 10 there, and we're back there. And I said, um, one, of the, one of the guys, um, Andrew's like, hey, I'm fasting this, I'm fasting this. And Trip's like, yeah, I'm fasting too. I'm, 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 I'm fasting, uh, I'm, I'm, I'm drinking only water and, and no junk food. And right in front of him is a bag of Chips Ahoy cookies. <laughs> I go, when are you starting? He went like this, took the thing and slid underneath the table. He goes, and I had a donut just a few minutes ago. <laughs> we are going to make it together. And it's fun, man. We're going to have a good time. God's going to do something incredible life. So I get out of there and I, we get in the, I get here and things get going and I'm, I'm making sure everything turns on. And all this stuff, you believe it or not, we have to plug this stuff in to make sure it works. And so when you plug, sometimes the enemy, he doesn't, sometimes the enemy, he likes to get in lights and TVs. And he likes to, so we get here and everything came up. I'm like, yo, God is going to do something incredible today. And I get in my car and I, I'm like, I, I got to get some breakfast. So Chase was telling me, here's the thing about Daniel Fast. This is a little, this is a little pro, t- pro tip. You can't walk around starving all day long because you'll be disgruntled and frustrated. You'll be mad. So load yourself up with all the fruits and all the nuts, and it's good. So I'm like, I'm going to go to Publix. I'm, I got to get some fruit. I had good intentions of going to Starbucks. But I, I went and grabbed my phone, and I open up, I look at my phone, and my, I have a crack across the front of my phone. So I know for the last 10, 30 minutes, my son's had my phone. And so I'm like, maybe he forgot to tell me that he cracked my phone. <laughs> that's, a simple, that's a simple accident. And, and I, I, let it, I didn't let it go, and I was like, you know what, enemy, we're not going to do this. And then I I looked at my phone, I got a text message, and it wasn't, and someone said, hey, I asked you a question, and it wasn't the most positive text message of my morning thus far. <laughs> I've gotten some of those. This wasn't, wasn't. I just, the enemy started just to drag me down a little bit. And I'm like, you're not going to do this to me. So I walk into Publix. I'm ready to go. I'm like, I got this. I'm telling, I'm in Publix. I got this. I'm looking at all the middle aisles. If you're going to do a Daniel Fast, basically what you do want to do is just eat the stuff that's around the outside of the store, okay? And, and that's probably good for you just in general too, you know. I, I, that's not me, but that might be for you. Like eating around the outside, stay away from all the processed things you can't, things, all the things that, you, that aren't good for you. So I go around there. I grab some, I grab some fruit, and, I, and I'm like, the enemy's wearing me out. I'm discouraged. I'm like, man, I cannot believe this. I cannot believe this. And I'm, I'm telling myself, you know, like, you know, I got this today, but you know, don't say the enemy. I'm just, but I'm like, I, I'm trying to talk myself into it. And then it got worse. There's only one line open at the cash register. And you know what I believe? All like, you know, all the weirdos shop during the morning time. That's my opinion. I'm a night guy, so that's what I, I say. So I get there, and this lady, one line, she's got 35 things. Lady behind her has one loaf of bread, and I've got my little bit of fruit. And I look up and I see my main man. Jesus on the front cover of the Time magazine. And I was like, I got this. Let's go. God sent me aside. Like, he needed me to know that he's with me. He's for me. He has a plan for my life. And I, do my chest went up. I grabbed my little fruit cup that I was not excited about eating. I grabbed out my bananas. And I got all the way to church. I was so excited. And Chase goes, I told Chase, he's like, do you know how much you pay for that magazine? I'm like, I don't care. He's like, that magazine's 20 bucks. I'm like, oh, shoot. I wonder if they'll give me a refund. <laughs> I was excited because I knew that God's with me. God, I was like, he was like, that's your sign. I'm like, yeah, on the front page of the magazine, of the Time magazine, and it's been the last two years that's blown my mind, but it says this, how his lessons, miracles, and devotions changed the world. We have so many people, I was talking to my buddy today, he's like, I got my friend, he just does not believe in God, he's just atheist on top of atheist on top of atheist. Like, I do not know why he won't believe in God. And I said, why is he spending so much time trying to tell you that there is no God and the world is recognizing that there is a God? I don't get that. But I want to let you know today that God's got a plan for your life. Some of you guys in there, you started the year off with some habits. 
or with some resolutions. And the bad news is this, 92% of your resolutions, they're going to be gone by Valentine's Day. (laughs) You're like, this is such an encouraging church. I can't wait to come back next week. 92% of your resolutions, they'll be gone by Valentine's Day. And so I'm not against resolutions. If you want to make them, I would just suggest to you there's a better option today. There's some teachings and some things that Jesus said you might could apply to your life that might, would make, you, might make you better. <clears throat> I, 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 there's a couple books out if you want to read about habits and about things like that. But there's a book out called Compound Effect. A great book and you can get a lot of, a lot of information about that. A lot of statistics on, on how to change your habits and how to resolutions all those things. There's another book out called The Power of Habits. You can read that book. It's a great book. But all the books tell us this. Successful and successful people have the same exact goals. Successful people and unsuccessful people have the same exact goals. You're like, well, that doesn't seem very encouraging. We start off the football season. If your team is, name your football team, and you, that's you're like, this year we are going to win the Super Bowl. Like Derek and I say that about the Miami Dolphins. We know dang well they're not going to win the Super Bowl, but we want to believe with all that. But the coach walks in, he doesn't say this, hey, guys, this year is going to be a terrible year. It's not going to work. He says, hey, I want to let you know something. We're going to have a great year. We're going to have an incredible year. Successful people and also have the same exact goals. I also learned this from my readings this week, that successful people do consistently what others do occasionally. Successful people do what other people do occasionally. I mean, they do things that are differently. They do things that are, they're just, they're changing the way that they do things. Successful people do consistently what other people do occasionally. I also read this in one of these books. Our habits will make or, our habits will make or break us. We become what we repeatedly do. So my question for you is, what are you repeatedly doing? And how's that going for you? And when people come in and ask me questions all the time, I'm like, hey, how's it going for you? And I'll begin to ask them questions. I'm like, how's that going for you? And they're like, ah, it's not going that great for you. I'm like, you need to try something different. And so we want to offer you something different over the next 21 days. God wants to offer you something different over the 21 days. We want to offer you fasting. It's in the Bible. And fasting is simply this. It's just taking a break from all the stuff that you got going on and spending more time with God. We want to offer you that today. We want to offer you praying. We're going to pray together. We gave you a prayer journal. A lot of effort and energy went into this. Not by me, but by Anne Marie. We're going to offer you a prayer journal. We want to pray with you. We're going to wake up every single morning. God woke me up this morning at 5 and said, hey, you're going to pray early, big boy. You don't know what's coming today, but you better get ready for it. And I'm, I'm ready for it. And so we began to pray. We began to pray. You, we're going to offer you prayer. We're going to pray with you. We're going to pray for you. You can email 21days at hopeinagarden.com. A lady walked up to me today. Her friend just got checked into the hospital this week. Her little kid, six-year-old kid has cancer. Unbelievers. You think they need some prayer? Absolutely. Some of you guys here today, you need prayer. We're, gonna offer, we're offering prayer this week. God wants to pray for you. We want to pray. We want to pray without ceasing. The Bible says that God hears the people who pray. We want to offer you some scripture reading. We gave you a soap journal. We want to offer you some, we want, we want to give you some stuff that can change the inside of you. And then we want to offer you community. We'll offer you community all year long, but we're really making sure we offer it to you the next few days. We want to make sure you get it. You need people in your life. You need good people in your life. And so we're going to talk about fasting today for just a few moments. The Bible says in, in, in the New Testament, Jesus talks about fasting. Here's an idea, like, yeah, I don't know, why would I fast? I'll just give you one good reason. It's not in the notes. You can memorize this. Here it is. Matthew chapter 4, verse 1. Then Jesus was led by the Spirit into the wilderness to be tempted by the devil. For 40 days and 40 nights, he fasted. Here's an idea. If you want to be different, you want to have different results than you had last year, try some things that Jesus did. Jesus fasted. Why did the creator of the universe have to fast? I have a good answer for you. It's not because he needed to fast. Because he knew that you and I would need to fast. That's why he fasted. 
Why did Je- I, I know that because I've, 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 re- I've looked at the scriptures, but the Bible also tells us that Jesus rests on the seventh day. Why did Jesus rest on the seventh day? Because he needed to show you how to rest. Why did Jesus memorize scripture? He was the scripture. John 1, 1, in the beginning was the word, and the word was God. Why, why did Jesus memorize scripture? To teach you how to memorize scripture. I'm not asking you to do anything that Jesus himself didn't do. And I'm for sure not going to ask you anything that I'm not going to be willing to try or do. <laughs> some, of you guys have written, some of you guys have created some resolutions, but I want to change your thought process and go from resolutions to go to, to some habits today. You need to pick up some habits. Everybody has a list of things they're going to stop doing. Everyone has that list. Why don't we make a list of things that we're going to start doing? Why don't we give God a try for 21 days or 31 days? Or 41 days. You know how we're going to, you know how you fast? One day at a time. One day at a time. I'm not having a, I'm not not having a cup of coffee for 21 days. I'm just not having a cup of coffee today. Or six cups of coffee today. I'm having six cups of coffee today. It's just one day. It's just one day. Someone said to me, I'm going to stop drinking alcohol for 21 days. Someone said to me, I'm going to stop doing this for 20 days. I'm going to go off social media yesterday. I was talking to a couple of our girls at our house yesterday for our, 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 our leadership for our student ministry. Like, we're going to fast social media. Someone said to me last week, man, when you said it last week, that was like, that was for me. That fast social media, that, might, that could change someone's life. No comparison for 21 days? Come on. You know what I'm saying? So the Bible says this in the book of Matthew. Chapter 4. He, during, the time of the, during that time he was fasting, the devil came and he said to him, if you're the son of God, tell these stones to become lo- loaves of bread. <laughs> if you're hungry, that's a good idea. Take these rocks and turn them to bread. Hey, here's the deal. Just so you know about my God, my God can change rocks into bread. That's, that's my God. That's some of your God. He can turn rocks into bread. He's like, hey, do that. The enemy knew that, 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 God could, that Jesus could do that. Turn these rocks into bread. And you know the story. Jesus told him, not this, no, the scriptures say this. People don't live by bread alone. We, 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 live, we live on the word of God. This church, we, we lean on the word of God. That's what we're rolling with. Then the devil took him to the holy city, and he said, hey, 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 Jesus, like, you see all this? Yeah. If you're the son of God, jump off. And the Bible says this, that he'll order his angels to protect you, and they will hold you up with their hands so you won't even hurt your foot on a stone. The enemy knew that Jesus knew the scriptures. The enemy is quoting scriptures. Here's, this, is, this is just like common sense. I mean, if the enemy knows the Bible, shouldn't Christians know the Bible? Shouldn't we know the scriptures? We, sh- we, should, be consuming, we should be consuming this. This will work. You know it won't work? I'm not against books. But I'm against self-help books. Like I'm not against them. I'm not against books, but those, here's why I'm against those. Because every year for, since the beginning of humanity, they're still writing them. <laughs> Newsflash, if the last thousands of books didn't work for that, why would the next book be any better? This book right here has worked since the very beginning of time because this is, the, this is God. You, can, you have God in your fingertips. You also can have God on your fingertips, on your electronic version also. Take the Bible everywhere you go. He'll order his angels to protect you. Verse 7. So then Jesus says to him, the scripture does say that. You're right, man. You're, you're right, the enemy. Hey, by the way, free. The enemy's right a lot. But he's wrong a lot more. He's wrong a lot more. 
for example, then he will tell you that you're not good enough. And, and you're like, if you listen to that, you're like, oh my goodness, I'm not good enough. Well, the Bible says that you're not good enough. Un- apart from Christ, you're not. But if you have Christ, then the Bible says you're good. You're actually, you actually have, a, if you have, if you are, if you trust in the Savior of the world, you actually are clothed with righteousness. You're good enough. When you have Christ, you're good enough. Without Christ, you're not good enough. With Christ, you're good enough. The enemy's right. The enemy will might tell you something else. Like, yeah, you know what? They, they, don't, they, yeah, they, don't, they don't like you. They might be right. But you know who does like you? We do. I trade. You want to roll with good people or healthy people or people that know this word. Like you, you want to roll with them. They're going to lift you up. I was with our, our friend the other day. Our, our friend was in our youth group and we've been friends with her for a while and she's now an adult and who's raising kids. And, and I was saying, you got to slow down. You got to slow down. You slow down. Because the Bible says you should slow down. You know where she's at, 2.45 in this morning? The emergency room. Just saw that on Instagram. You got to slow down. Anne Marie's at my house yesterday. You got to slow down. The Bible says that. The man will say, enemy tell you, no, the enemy says, go faster, go faster, go faster. You can't go faster. It will catch up to you though. So he's right at face value, but there's so much, he doesn't tell you the full truth. It's like, yeah, you should go faster. You can go faster. But the Bible says that if you go too fast, you, you can, you can self-employed. You got to get rest. I told Anne Marie yesterday before she left my house, her and Jamal. Like Jamal's always telling her to, to, she needs to slow down and rest. It always sounds different coming from someone else. I'm like, you need to slow down and rest. She's like, you're right, you're right, pastor, you're right. I get on Instagram, she's outside laying grass with her husband. I'm like, don't tell me yes to my face, Anne Marie, and then do the opposite when you get home. You need some solid people around you. Community. The Bible says this, so the scripture, you, you don't, so then he's, another takes, takes him up there, he says, you can't test Lord your God. And verse eight, the next, the devil took him to the peak of a very high mountain and he showed him all things, all the things of the world. And he says, I'll give it to you. He said, if you kneel down, you'll worship me. And God says this, get behind me, Satan. That's what I was saying today. Get behind me, not today, Satan. Jesus told him, because the scripture said, you must worship the Lord your God and serve him only. Verse 11, the devil went away and the angels came and took care of Jesus. Hey, I want to let you know today that the enemy will go away. <laughs> He's going to go away. You got to withstand the you got to withstand him though. I was, you know what? <clears throat> the enemy tried to take you out last year. But guess what? You're here. We were watching a preacher online the other day and he said, "Take a selfie. Take a selfie. Take a selfie." And people took a selfie of themselves. He's like, "Save that for next year because the enemy's going to try to take you out this year." I was in the truck today, and, and I, was, I was backing up to the trailer, and the, the, the word jumped in my spirit that said this, the weapons may be formed, but they won't prosper. The enemy will put together some weapons and put an arsenal up against you and put up some booby traps so you can get trapped. He'll do that, but the Bible says he won't prosper. I knew the enemy was going to come after me the next 20 days. I knew that. I signed up for that. I told Diana, I told Chase and Michelle, I told Maggie, like, hey, if you sign up to serve the Lord, you sign up for spiritual warfare. Make sure... You check your step before you sign up. Make sure you want to get in on this thing. You sign up for spiritual warfare. If you're going to follow Jesus, the enemy's going to come after you. He's going to form weapons, but they will not prosper. So what if I fast, Wes? Here's three things I see from this passage of Scripture. Here's the first one. Fasting prepares us for war. Or fasting prepares us for battle. He went for 40 days and he fasted and he, and he, and he prayed and he fasted and he prayed and he fasted and he prayed. And what happened? The battle happened 
right when the fast ended. The enemy Satan comes walking up. Fasting prepares you for the battle. It prepares you for the problems. You know what you're gonna have tomorrow, today, yesterday, and forever? You're gonna always have problems. You're always gonna be at war because the Bible says that the enemy is a roaring lion seeking whom he can devour. The Bible also tells us that there's a war going on that we cannot see with our eyes. There's rulers and principalities and dark things that are going all around us. While we're here today and we're worshiping God, there's enemies surrounding this place, but there's a God out there who's got bigger armies and bigger angels and they're watching too. God God wants you to know if you will fast from something, he will prepare you for war because war is going to happen. Are you ready for war? You want to be, be ready for war? Because it's coming. I, here's what, you know when it's too late to get ready for war? When you're in it. Like that's a bad time. I was talking to a friend of mine yesterday and um, my, mom's best, my mom's childhood best friend, she said her son's in the nuclear Navy. I was reading something and I listened to a podcast about the nuclear Navy. They've had like, 200 something million miles out to sea and they've had like this many accidents. Like it's, it's like mind blowing. No major catastrophes on, on those things. And I was studying the reason why they were able to do that was because they'll, they'll get one, they'll, they'll have one leader for four people that they're training. That's not different. You work at Disney, whatever place you work, you have like 30 people underneath you, 20 people underneath you. Maggie's got 30 volunteers that are working, that um, Brooke, Brooke's got 30, 40 people in first impressions and we've got 30, 40 people who serve in kids ministry. We've got people on all on, on things and there's parking lot teams, there's all kinds of things, but usually you have so many people and there's only one leader. Well, they put four people with one, with one person. That's why, that, that's why they're able to train them so they don't have that many accidents. And every year, out of that four, somebody gets cut. And the next year, they cut somebody else. They, it's too late to get ready for war when you're in war. You gotta get ready for war before war happens. Here's another thing we learned from this pastor of scripture. Fasting is just a sign of surrender. I surrender all. All to Jesus, my blessed Savior, I surrender all. Hey, you're not good at being in control. That's why you get so mad when things don't go right, because you're not good at being in control. That's why you get so mad. If you were going to be in control, you would never get, if you lost control, when you lose control, you get mad. I don't get mad when I lose control a lot. You want to know why? Because I already surrendered to God. I just decided, you know what? I don't want to be in control. God's a better CEO, CFO than I am. Like I know some things. There's a lot more things that I don't know than that I do know. But I, here's what I do know. Surrendering to God is so much easier than trying to play God myself. I am bad at playing God. If I was God, I'd make sure my 11-year-old daughter, 12-year-old daughter would never disrespect me if I was God. <laughs> Proof. Wouldn't that be awesome, Amy, if we could do that? It'd be awesome if we could just call our kids and say, hey, you're just gonna do whatever I tell you to do, whenever I tell you to do it. Wouldn't it be awesome? Because God could do that. I, I'm not God. I told my friends, I was like, if God has given you kids, he's using those kids to help you become more like Jesus. If God's allowed you to be married, Marriage is the number one thing that will make you like Jesus because you have to learn selflessness and surrender and sacrifice. And those are not fun things to do. <laughs> I don't like any of those things. But here's what I know. My life is better surrendered to Jesus. Fasting is a sign of surrender. Hey, God, I'm, gonna, I'm, gonna, I'm just going to cut, cut away some stuff and I'm just going to surrender to you for 21 days. Whatever you want, that's what I'm going to have. I want you guys to be the kind of people that say, you know what, I, just, I want whatever God wants for my life. That's what I want. That will be better than whatever it is that you want. Because what you want, the Bible tells me this, that you'll, you, you, you like, you, you're going to always want to feed your flesh. And when you want, that's what we like to do. Like we like to, you know, it's like the, 
the James Harden thing, you know, it's like, let's eat. Like, we like to feed our flesh. Our flesh. We like, what, can I, what can you do for me? What have you done for me lately? Dun, dun, dun. Like, some of y'all don't even know that. We like to feed our flesh. That was a good song. <laughs> we like to feed our flesh. 70s or 80s. I know some things. You're like, is he saved? <laughs> we like to feed our flesh. And we usually will give ourselves some things that was, it won't be good for us. The Bible says that sin is fun. That's what the enemy will say. Sin is fun. We're like, oh, cool, thanks. But the, the, Bible, the enemy will quote the Bible. Sin is fun. I'm like, cool. The Bible says sin is fun. But it also says that sin is fun only for a season. And then it will catch you. And it'll take you further than you want to go. It'll cost you more than you can pay. It'll keep you longer than you want to stay. You don't want that. Let's surrender so we don't have to. Let's surrender to God and let him take control. Let's let him be the CEO of our lives. Let's let him run our checkbooks. Like, dude, you are old. What's a checkbook? Like, let's let him run our, 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 our bill pay. Let's let him run our, let's let him lead our families. Let's let him lead our marriages. I sat with a couple, sat with a couple today and this week and they're, they're getting married and I'm like, hey, just want to let you know, like, this won't work unless you guys surrender to God. And even if you surrender to God, it's still hard. But it's better with God, but it's really hard without him. And like this. They looked at each other, and like just, that's week one. Just want to let you know, like it's hard. It's just hard, and probably the next week two, want to let you know it's going to be hard. It's, it's just hard. I did my mom's wedding this week, and I let them know, like marriage is hard. Like she's 60. I'm telling my mom it's hard. Want to let everybody know it's hard. It's freaking hard. It, you got it, fasting signs, and then, then lastly, this is this. Fasting makes room for God, and that's what we want you to do. That's it. We want you to make, we want you to make room for God. My question for you is, do you want to make room for God? If you decide you want to, awesome. If you decide you don't want to, guess what? Awesome. <laughs> Either way, it's awesome. I want it. I'm going to make room for God because I want all that God has for me. I want you to get all that God has for you. Let's make room for him this year. Let's make, let's like, let's start our year now and just say, God, we're going to make room right now. We're going to, at the very offset, we're going to make room and we're going to get all that you want for us. Or whatever you want for us, we're going to receive it. I had a guy call me yesterday. And um, people never listen to you when they're in trouble. But when they're not in trouble. And then when they're in trouble, then I'm like, then I'm like a scholar. Like, whatever you say, Pastor Wes. This guy came to you and goes, yeah, I'm going to move with this girl. I'm like, don't do that. It's a bad idea. He's like, why? I said, because you're not married. You shouldn't live with her. That's, that's, in, that's in the Bible. Can only tell you what the Bible says. Like, you shouldn't live with her. Well, I really love her. I'm like, awesome. Well, then marry her. Then you can move in together. It'd be awesome. Like, everything's awesome if you do it the way the Bible tells you to do it. We're talking, by the way, we're, like, I'm, we're talking about purity next month with our youth group. And that'll be the first time in four years we've had a purity talk, Derek. I'm doing a purity talk. <laughs> I haven't done a purity talk in a while. I'm, like, excited. But I'm like, hey, I was telling, I was telling these, these people, like, a church I grew up like sex is bad, sex is bad, sex is bad, sex is bad. But when you read the Bible, you find out, man, it's really if, if you do it in the, the way God tells you to do it, it's really awesome. That's just that's just facts. Side note. If you're not married, you shouldn't have it. If you're married, you should have lots of it. I mean, that's just that's my theory. Um we gotta make room for God. <laughs> I need the caffeine. I was taking that, like, on a, I had a really good trajectory. Why don't you bring the band up? Why don't you bring the band up? It was going to be good, Nelson, I swear. We got to make room for God. 
We have to make room for God. You need room. You need to cut out some space and let God. Oh, I'm back. He calls me. Back to serious, quit lagging because there's a point. He calls me yesterday. I said, how are you? He goes, great. Now that I'm out of jail. I said, oh, what happened? My, my, my live-in girlfriend, she, she called the cops on me. I said, oh, the one I told you not to move in with? Yeah, you're right about that. It's, it's, nobody listens to you. When, when, doing, when we do what we want to do, we no one listens. But when things are in trouble, that's on the first person to call. I don't mind being that. I'll, I like to be the call in the end. I like to be the call at the end. I like to help people. I'll, I'm better at helping people once you got in a mess. I, I'm, I'm, I'm actually down with that. I like that. I've signed up for that. I'm totally okay with it. But it's like, man, if you, I, wanna, I don't want you to have to, I don't want to help you get out of the mess. I want to help you not get in the mess. I want to help high school kids not get in the mess. Middle school kids not get in the mess. I want to help them so they don't get in the situation that, so he's like, man, I just, then he says to me this. He's like, he sent me a message, before, right? Like, right before he, like, he told, I told him not to two months ago, but two, like a week ago, he texted me. He goes, what do you do when God's like, um, like when things are good, like God's good. When things are bad, God's not good. I'm like, well, that's not, that's not true theology. Like he's good all the time. Like you have to fix the way you think. So I wrote that to him. He's like, yeah, I don't like that. But then two days later, after bail, now he calls. He's like, yeah, you're right. You're right. You're right about that. Hey, Let's follow this book, church. I want more than anything. I said with Jenny and Nelson, I said, you know, more than anything, our next group season, like we're just gonna spend a lot of time making sure people know about this book. Like we just wanna make sure, you, if you have this book, you will, you can go the distance. If you don't have this book in your life, you're gonna miss so much of what God wants for you. You're gonna miss God's best. You gotta have this book in your life. Let's make room for him this next season. If you carve it out, you'll realize that you will like the carve out, and you may just let it stay. You just keep the margin. I remember when we got out of debt, it was the most freeing feeling in the world, minus our house being like this. It's nice we got out of debt. There was so much space there from all the stuff that we were just giving away, we were just paying extra money away. When we had the, the margin, it's nice to live in margin. I like margin. Like I didn't like margin in school, but now that I'm, a, I like margin. I like when I carve out rest and time to go be with my wife and just my, I like that. When I'm busy, I like that, but I really like being just in that season where there's, where there's a carve out and I've made room for God. So I want to invite you to bow your head and close your eyes. If you're here today and, and you don't have a relationship with Jesus Christ, that's, that's step one for you. You have to have a relationship with Jesus Christ. Like the best thing you can do for 2020 right now, today, is to give your life to Christ. That's the best thing you can do right now is give your life to Christ. If you're not a Christian in here today, if you've not, if you've not accepted Christ as your Savior, then you don't, the fasting thing won't mean a whole lot to you. Praying won't, it will be in vain. The, the, the community you, you, that won't make sense to you and the, the scriptures, like all that stuff, it won't make sense. Like you won't be able to understand that like the next one is you gonna read the Bible with us. Like you won't, like it's a good book, but like it will mean so much more to you if you have a relationship with Jesus Christ. You need to have that first. So if you're here today, like Wes, I don't, I don't, I'm not exactly sure what you mean. I don't have a relationship with Jesus Christ, but I would like one. If that's, if I need that to get all that God has for me, then I would like that. If that's you in here today, the Bible tells you and I today that we're all sinners. We've all missed the mark, every one of us. We've all missed the mark. And it's okay that we've missed the mark. We're, we're humans. We, we were, from the very beginning, Adam and Eve, because of them, we all missed the mark. Like, it's your default position is to miss the mark. But because of that, you missed the mark, because the missing the mark is the, is the word sin, and it's, it's not being perfect. It's saying things you shouldn't say and doing things. Because you have sinned, you've missed the mark. 
there's a penalty for our sin. Romans 5, 8 says that there's a, there's a, there's a Romans 6, 20 says there's a, there's a penalty for that sin. There's, there's a wage. And that penalty, that wage, that's death. It's separation from God. But the Bible goes on to further tell us in Romans chapter 5, verse 8, that even though you were sinners, that I was a sinner, Christ died for me. He died for me so that I could have life and I could be connected to him. He did that for you and for me. He wants relationship with you. So if you're here to you know have a relationship with Jesus Christ right now, right in your seat, I'm speaking to you first. Then the next verse tells us this, that if you confess with your mouth and you'll believe in your heart, then you can be saved. You can have salvation. You can have that. You can have salvation today. So if you're here to you like, that's me, Wes, you're talking to me. Right here, I would you say, dear Jesus, I know that I'm a sinner. I believe that you died and you rose again for me. Confessing my sins to you today. I'm opening my heart to you today. And I want to be saved. Please change me. Make me new. Lead me and guide me.